this is Richie from the Metal Cell Forums. I'm delighted to welcome my three guests, Danielle, Evan, and Joe. How the hell are you? Great. One real. Fantastic. Um, yeah, well, I suppose we'll kind of wish Evan a happy birthday. No. <laughs> 31. It's your birthday. Is it your birthday week? Do you have a birthday week? Man, I, I don't even. I didn't even tell people it was my birthday. There was. Oh, Facebook, Facebook told us. Facebook yeah. told us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I literally, I did fucking nothing special. Like, I worked, walked the dog. You did the hair since the last time I saw you? I did what? You did the hair. Did I? Yeah. No, I've just, I haven't touched my hair. I just yeah. let it grow. Oh. It just yeah, looks no. greasier than usual. That's of. it, yeah, it looks <laughs> greasier. Falls, falls naturally with the grease. Yeah, you know? that's it. Like, I <laughs> fucking, I did it how long ago? I don't know. Two months ago, and then I just don't bother. Like, ah, you got good wear out of it anyway. To be fair, that's it. And I know I can shave my head, and that's grand nose. So I might just do a mohawk mm-hmm. for a week. I don't know what the fuck I'll do. Yeah. Did any of actually watch the Eurovision? I did not know. <laughs> I watched it in the middle of a field, uh, camping in, a, ca- in, in the in the infamous camper van that we're always talking about. Ah. That we didn't get to go in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, watching it off Matty's phone. Oh, and you all crowded around that all is crowded class around, like, they absolutely locked it that was shite <laughs> did you see the man from uh, the guy from Italy taking a bump of coke did you yeah. I saw that yeah like I think yeah. even if, if you don't watch it you're going to see um, you're going to see the memes and everything anyway yeah but literally just before we started I saw a thing being like he tested that uh, he hadn't taken anything so it's like <sighs> You're in a broken glass or something like that. I haven't. I didn't even read it, but it's like it's amazing how much you can find out by just mindlessly scrolling and reading, like just yeah. the the headline thing. And I'm like, oh, cool. It doesn't really was... seem like something that people will go to take coke at. It's not like you'd be like, oh, I can't take it. There's cameras everywhere. Like, yeah, I'd be off my tits if I was at that. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd go fucking hell for leather. Like, I'd love that. But like there was two, there was one metal band as such, and then the gang that won it, who were kind of rock and roll more so. Mm. Um, but I thought your man was very condescending to uh, the metal band, uh, that Graham fucking Norton. Oh, you he watched just, the BBC, did you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I just, it, it was on, <laughs> so I, I just, it was him that was commenting on it. And he just got all oh, those depressing metal heads and look, they're just so depressing and, and I was just going, fuck me, like the stereotypical way we're portrayed the whole time. You know, <laughs> they're no lordy, so. Yeah, they were a bit like Linkin Park, maybe. Yes. Did anyone yeah, see them? Even... Joe, did you see him or Daniel, no? Yeah, I yeah. seen him, yeah. I thought we were actually saying that in the van, Linkin Park vibes. Mm. Um, someone would be saying corn vibes, but I wasn't getting that. Yeah. So like, I was just kind of going, okay, um, typical that's the perception of metal. And then I went into work and then everybody was work going, oh, did you see the metal band that one? And I'm going, lads, they're not metal, they're kind of a rock and roll band, you know? But what about the other crowd? And all shit, and I'm going, oh my fucking God. Like, Man, I used to get that shit in school. Like, do you oh, know what or, yeah, you go, you go to like... Like, you You go to like a family gathering, they're like, are you still into that metal you oh, are? That yeah, ACDC? Yeah. That, <laughs> that hard stuff? God, I used to love Lizzie when I was your age. Now, when, oh, your granddad hated that I loved that. Like, Isn't oh it God, bad yeah. when you think about that? Like, there's so many other ones walking around the country who are like, oh, I love Thin Lizzie whenever, you know, in the 70s. Like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. What the fuck happened? Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but um, yeah, it's just really annoying still that we're fucking labelled depressed. Oh, yeah, Danielle, think... you still a gosh. Yeah. When does the perception change of metalers? Like, I don't know. Like, to be honest, like when it comes to someone like the Eurovision having that um, view, I don't give a fuck. I uh, know. I'm on about. I'm on about going into work and people are roaring at me, going, uh, 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 "Look at a shite on the Eurovision heavy metal." Kick their heads in, like. Mm. You wonder what those people be listening to. It'd be a bit of Nathan Carter or something like that, or <laughs> Daniel O'Donnell, or the hard stuff. Yeah. Listening to the Christmas album in July, like yeah, oh, it's his best work, like every year. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I might have my revenge on him yet because um, I'm kick the head off. I'm I've been I'm invited back. onto the Clare Bourne show on Radio One. This unreal, Whoa. unreal. Oh, yeah, to talk about heavy metal. Right. So That's hopefully stress. I can get That'll in. That actually be fairly refreshing now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was kind of called off and called off. Like when this goes out, obviously it'll be over. It'll be over, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it was postponed two or three times with just kind of lineup clashes and stuff. So George Hamilton was on the previous show talking about his love for classical music. Yeah. And um, they found the metal cell, her producer found the metal cell and asked me to come on, talk about heavy metal and the Metal Cell podcast. So she's... I can't, I can't wait for the question. They're, like, Tim yeah. Lizzie will absolutely be <laughs> I'm so sure of it. Like, are you so two can, or someone? So like, I get to know? play some heavy metal on Radio 1 to 400,000 people. Yeah, scare <laughs> the shit out someone's of me. Somebody's going to be flicking through the radio stations at that time and, oh, I'll throw on Radio 1 there now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> music. <laughs> Your man, what, what's the Egypt who presents the Late Late Show? Uh, what's his name again? Tuberty. He played, oh, he's a, he yeah, played yeah. a bit of Gamma Bomb on his radio show about four or five months ago. Because so they were talking about sea shanties and stuff like that. You know, that was like oh. a whole thing for a while. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Someone yeah, messaged yeah. in saying, oh, this band have like an album around, themed around sea. Uh, the sea or whatever and he played about yeah. 30 seconds of it and then started talking about how shy it was for about 30 <laughs> seconds and like in classic Ireland where everyone I knew rang me and were like here things could be really taking off for you now that you've been playing yeah, comedy yeah, like yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. no you like, then the world yeah yeah I think I, we definitely have to give a shout out to Dave from Today FM he's been like he's someone now like on radio he's played us loads of times just like again he's not going to play a full song but little 30 second clips here and there. Um, but he, like, he loves it. Do you know what I mean? Like, he absolutely loves it. So I think any kind of Irish metal band, if, if you give him an inch, he'll take a mile and be like, well, I'm going to play a clip of this. Like, you know, and fair play to him. Like, yeah. a legend. Yeah. Do you remember when um, Alan Carr over BBC Radio 1, uh, he was talking about events at the weekend and he was like, and there's blood stock on this weekend <laughs> and one of the acts is 10 ton slug. Oh, yeah. Did you say that? Yeah, 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 yeah. The lad shared it. I remember yeah. that. Oh my God, I forgot. Oh my 10 God. ton slug. <laughs> 10 ton slug. Did you, see, wrong, like? Did you see in the news there that the, the Prime Minister of France lost a bet with someone? And had a stage. I had to watch that grindcore band. Yeah, back. a gig by ultra vomit in his own garden. Like, <laughs> I wonder if he have to pay them a fee and stuff, and like you know, get them a rider and stuff to come up to his gang. Oh, it's that's man, fantastic. Because there was a proper stage, proper lights, and everything. And he was so awkward. But to be fair to him, like he seemed like he was like, 
yeah, all right, fair play. Like, and there was like the two guys that were with him obviously started moshing. And uh, you could see he kind of got up being like, oh, I don't know if I'll join in or what I'll do. <laughs> you know, I saw that today. Fair play, though. I think like he took that and um, I don't, I can't speak French, but like he was smiling anyway. So that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird um, people's perception of metal. It really is. It's just, I don't, I don't know, is there any, any change going to happen in it? I think we're always going to be those people that support this loud fucking people yeah, yeah. roaring and fucking shouting and antisocial and aggressive music I think, like i think there is like gateway bands that like you'll get lads that wouldn't actually listen to anything heavy i think something like lincoln park that would have you know they could have like an actual chart hit and there's a lot of like metal bands that almost have that kind of mm. new pop sound seems to be a big thing that they'll you know gradually make their way into, into charts but i mean like if that gets people listening to more things and coming in, all well and good. Like I, the whole elitism thing is. Has the scene, the heavy metal scene in Ireland, stagnated? Then, if that's the case, is there anything coming through that can change any perception? Well, like I'm not being smart. Like it's never going to be the mainstream. It's never. No, going it won't. To no. Honestly, but it like, is I know like maybe the... back in the eighties you might yeah, have had yeah. a little bit of it, but being mainstream. But I don't really care. Like. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? I enjoy it. We enjoy but the it. Main, and the other thing as well is is like any kind of like metal is um, like the number one genre for streaming. I remember I read that once. I don't know what year it was or if, like when it up being like, like, you know, heavier tunes are actually the number one thing for streaming. I think we consume a lot more than like if you're saying chart, chart music or whatever, yeah. like they listen to that we'll buy merch we'll buy vinyls we'll well, buy I think part of the thing we'll... is though man it's that uh, other sorts of music there's a big uh, outlet for it in other places like if you're into I know either Coldplay or fucking dance music you can hear that on the radio you know or hear it whenever you're at a clubs and stuff like that whereas yeah, you don't yeah, really yeah. get that with rock and music so I suppose it's the same as like cool. any genre like it, like metal is kind of the same as jazz or you know ska or something like that like it exists yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on the on the side of the mainstream but I suppose all those things have had no, I suppose it's probably been a while since there was a metal number one in England or Ireland. That, but... That's what I mean. Like, there's, there hasn't been anything of significance for a long, long time. And then that's why I brought it up about the Eurovision. Suddenly there's two, well, there's one metal act and there's a rock act and the rock act win. And... I must have a sconce at that now. Because like, Lordy were like... Asher Lordy or Lordy, for fuck's sake. But that was like, what was it? Hard Rock Hallelujah. Some yeah. Crap. It, is, it is what it is. Jesus Christ. It goes like, to show the thing that a lot of people in the mainstream like about metal is the gimmicky side of it. You know, like Kiss don't really have any good songs. It's like people like Kiss because of the way yeah, they look. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same as Lordy. Like people are into Lordy because mm -hmm. of the, the outfits and stuff, you know? Yeah, I think when someone that wouldn't listen to metal would think, like the first thing that they're going to think is something like, you know, black metal, like corpse paint, everything. They will go straight to that kind of um, extreme do you know what I mean yeah but like I, this is kind of a bit abstract now but did you see Coronation Street after having a storyline storyline <laughs> no. did you not see it though no, I haven't seen Coronation Street since I've seen it I don't watch I don't watch Coronation Street now like uh, but you read about it, it, just came, it came, no it came up on like Bloodstock page or something like that basically they're doing like a storyline where there's like two metalheads 
that are main characters and then they're they're victims of a hate crime and it's oh. and do you know sophie Lan- lancaster yeah. you know them yeah so they actually um got in contact with her mother and like did the whole story and did their research really really into it um so they're kind of hoping the whole idea was that people would be more accepting um of people who yeah. dress and look alternative so, yeah i think bringing that sophie lancaster um thing into just to have it in people people's minds like you know like that fair play to them for kind of even shining a light on that like i don't yeah. I, I don't watch the show around but at the end of the day i guess that's the kind of thing that you know it's not getting ignored what happened like it's not yeah. just now a thing within like a heavier community that that's the only place people will hear it when it was an absolute tragedy do you know what i mean that's it yeah 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 okay i'm glad we brought it up anyway right let's go on to our music um i gave you five <laughs> tracks some different some not <laughs> but anyway so the first track i'll just give you background on is a band called new mud and it's joel mcmordy from belfast hardcore band no great loss have you heard of them evan yeah i know i know joel. I, I know joel yeah yeah he was in okay. Hardcore as well. okay cool all right then that's good his latest project as i said is under the term new mud uh, channeling new metal, screamo, hardcore aesthetics through contemporary electronic methods. The artist's latest work, Void, was made from the idea of making digital doom and metal that are as heavily influenced by Deftony since of the mid-noughties as they are by the hyper-pop generation championed by the late Sophie. Whoever they are, they're a band, I presume. I haven't a fucking clue yeah. there. So uh, the album Void will be released on all streaming platforms on the 28th of May. So uh, we'll have a quick listen to it here and see what you think.
Okay, so the name of the track was Lapel du Vide. Evan. I genu genuinely love this track. And it's I'm not like I know Joel, but at the same time I've there's been people in bands that I know that I've I've said are shit. I think one of my favorite things about this is like it's such such a dirty groove, but it's mm. um what I love about like I love odd time, I love all that, but sometimes I feel like it's some songs are like it's odd time for the sake of being odd time and I can't groove with it. Whereas this, I think it's in, the first riff is in like five, but there's still such a groove to it, like such a filthy groove. And that straight away to me really appeals to me. I know this is the first time that um, Joel has done vocals as well, ever. Ah, I, think he, okay. I, I think he had someone that was going to do it but for some reason that didn't work out and he ended up just doing vocals and I think they're fucking class. Mm. Really, yeah, I'm getting, really, I'm getting really ministry vibes as well off it and a few yeah, other Yeah, there is that kind things. of industrial thing um, yeah. which a lot of time I wouldn't really be into it, but I think it's just done in such a filthy way. Like that's yeah. the thing. And you can tell that um, Joel is a bassist mainly because it is very bass and grit. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I liked it a lot actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, Daniel? Yeah, I, I'm the same as Evan. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's, I don't think there's a lot of people doing this type of thing in Ireland at the moment. It's, it's kind of unique. Mm. Um, and it'd be interesting because it's one man, wouldn't he be able to do it live? So that way that works. <laughs> I was waiting for someone. Will it work live? <laughs> Will it work live? It'd be like an octopus. You have to have yeah. someone here. <laughs> I think uh, if it's done properly, it will be absolutely visually. If they visually get it right on stage, it'll be fascinating. But I think the songs to do live would actually be fairly simple. Like even just with a four-piece band, like you, you could like it's doable. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, Jesus. Um, anything else, Daniel? No, I. So I think it's. Um, I definitely want to hear more. Um, mm. I think you said it's released twenty eighth of May. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be checking that out anyway. Um, it's an EP, new, new, as far as I know. Yeah, new new mod is an interesting name. Yeah, yeah. The, the name is different as well, yeah. It's yeah. almost onomatopoeia, because that's actually what it sounds like, in a way, do you know? Like mod, it is, yeah. It's so dirty, and there is like a, maybe even a new metal kind of vibe to it's it. It's kind of new metal industrial kind of vibe, yeah, yeah but it's yeah, also yeah. not like trying, it doesn't sound like old new metal. But it, it doesn't. Sure. It doesn't sound like it's just bringing up the same stuff that we've heard before. It sounds fresh, um, yeah. which is which is great. New um, new metal. New new metal. Again, yeah. from Northern Ireland, the Belfast scene. Gonna have to move up there. Yeah, constantly. So, so Joe's gone for a break. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's gone for a scene. Last time, last time I saw him, he was sucking on a can. <laughs> yeah. I saw him disappear there and I was like ah sure look the audio part will be fine <laughs> yeah. we say what we think Joe would think of this what would his I have a feeling that's why he left yeah I don't <laughs> I'm sure this would be up Joe's street he'd flick the hair and go you know I really liked it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I don't know about this one uh, I like parts he, of it he's great. Yeah. I really liked it Oh Jesus! Yeah. How do we get him back now? He's coming there. Oh, <laughs> Davidson coming. I was second you said it. I was like, oh, I'm never going to be able to say that. Like, 
Okay, so Joe, what did you think of uh, New Mud? Um, I thought the whenever I heard it, I was like immediately, "Oh, Evan will like this." The drums, are, drums are very Evanish, <laughs> and you know the, the vocals actually made me think of you know that FX tune, "I Want Your Soul" or whatever it is. I want. Uh, I want your. Is it oh, I don't know. Something like that. So uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, no. So I thought that that was cool. So I always kind of find it weird this sort of thing because I I nearly feel as if sometimes you know vocals like this. I don't know. Does that just limit it to people who like those kind of vocals, or do other people find that kind of thing off-putting? You know, if you're getting into a band who I suppose it's not like it's not insanely heavy. It is quite, you know, groovy. Yeah. Like. yeah. I don't know. Mm, it's interesting. I, I think, you know, if you're into the likes of ministry, you will enjoy this and ex- and probably expect vocals like that. Yeah. See, I'm uh, not really into ministry at all, but I, did, I, I just thought the actual vocals themselves suited the music. I wouldn't... Yeah. Might, like, as in what... As, do you think they sound kind of like almost black metal-y or... I would say, yeah. Well, like, th- they definitely sound very sort of extreme. You know, I think it sounds a wee bit more extreme mm-hmm. than the music. Yeah, yeah. The music in some places sounded... I could nearly even hear some bits of Royal Blood and stuff with the kind of slow riffs in it, you know? So, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah like, I, it wouldn't be my cup of tea at all, but I thought it was definitely very heavy and very groovy and bassy. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As we were saying from Belfast again, I wonder who was behind producing that actually because they, they really captured he did it, it well. Both, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, mm. I think he did it all because it's all, like drums are all programmed and stuff. But I mean, like, I'm not even going to bother bringing that up anymore because oh, I, you I, got born there with uh, what was it called? Strangers with Guns. The drummer actually did that, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's <laughs> like he, I, yeah, he messaged on the YouTube thing, and I was like, oh, yeah, cool sound program, but like. It's a fucking great track, so it doesn't yeah, really matter. Exactly, it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next band are Meniscus. Yeah. Okay. It's something to do with water. I thought it was a sports injury. Oh, biscuits. Some... Oh, yeah, your meniscus. Dis- meniscus. Oh, yeah, yeah your meniscus. Isn't a meniscus like um, to do with water and like the bend in reflection yeah. water something anyway i can't remember what it is hmm, sounds better me, than a sports injury in anyway. yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me know in the comments and the track is called this game so they're a three-piece metal band from waterford they're on a break at the moment they um recorded eight songs on a self-titled self-recorded album which are written by bill stewart who also arranged and produced the entire thing so they said before the pandemic rudely intervened, Meniscus were busy building up a reputation for themselves as a hard-ass trio through a series of thundering gigs at Sal's Bar in their native city of Waterford. Uh, bassist John Keane cut his metal teeth with local heroes Animator. You know them, Joe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, before making his stalwart contribution to the Meniscus project. Mark Stewart was the regular noisemaker on the scene too, while the versatile Bill Stewart is a full-time freelance music teacher so we'll give this a spin and uh, see what you think
Danielle, what do you think? Yeah, I enjoyed that now. Um, again, anything new methodology, I kind of enjoy. Um, thought the one of the riffs was very um, Cowboys from Hell. Um, ah, yeah. See, could hear corn influences there. And I liked how he kind of co- contrasted his vocals. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of had the aggression and then it changed, and I wasn't expecting it to change. Um, so, yeah, for a three piece, it's pretty impressive. So. Thumbs up. I heard Static X and Helmet, would you believe? Fucking love Helmet. Running through that as well. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just a great groove to it. Yeah, it's really promising. Uh, Ev? Yeah, I actually really, really like this. I got a very, like, Sepultura, and there's parts later on that are very Alice in Chains, and that, that definitely mm. got me. So it was like, like it, it's almost like kind of Sepultura- Gojira in parts like that part that we just heard there with the vocal feel like reminding me of Gojira and uh, Alice in Chains as well they all like they seem very proficient at their instrument as, as well and for a three piece now this I can't wait to see live like, well it's, it's it's their live and there is footage of them playing it around four or five years ago would you believe yeah because trying to play guitar <sighs> that and sing that like mm. and, like vocals are great guitar is great like production's great as well 
production. Yeah, it's great. I really, really, really enjoyed that. Now it's like what, like six and a half minutes or something like that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it it there's there is a lot of changes in it. Like it's they're yeah. not just doing a verse course, first course yeah. kind of thing. So like, I only realised how long it was kind of when it was finished. It didn't feel that length at all. Okay, Joe. Uh, yep, definitely. You can hear the Panther and uh, Alison Chains. Um, I'm not usually a fan of bands who change the kind of vocal approach, but it did. Uh, as you were saying, Danielle, it worked really well. The idea of having a kind of aggressive voice in the verse and then a more like, you know, Lane Staley type harmonized voice in the chorus. Uh, really cool, interesting guitar sound as well. Usually um, you, people try and like, kind of shine away from that sort of thing, but I thought it was really interesting. And same as you said, Evan, um, like this was for sure the standout track for me this month. And, um, I didn't notice the seven minutes go by at all. Yeah, some of yeah. our other nameless bands this, this month. You could definitely definitely notice every <laughs> second ticking by. Like. <laughs> Let's go yeah. and find them, Joe, and see if you'll be as critical. Okay. So the next track up is uh, Coscra, and the track is called Plagues of Note, or it could be Note, I don't know. Um, Note. Yeah. So Coscra is um, an old Irish word describing the result of a battle ending in a massacre. They're with Invictus Records. Uh, John is on guitars, Kieran's on guitars, Carl is on drums, and Hick is on bass. So shout out to Hick. And they said on a one-day session in August 2020, Coscra recorded a pre-production demo in preparation for the debut album and returned with the result so hideous that it would have been too merciful not to release it as a selected duo on 7-inch. So see what you think and let me know. It is uh, an interesting track, to put it mildly.
over to you, Joe. What do you reckon, Cosgrove? <clears throat> Uh, very uh, like Invictus sounds like exactly like the right sort of label for this, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I think people are fans of that kind of underground kind of death black kind of stuff. Like uh, Invictus and Dara have done a good job sort of pioneering a lot of those bands over the last few years. Um, I think it's it's kind of weird one this sort of thing for me because as much as like there's a lot of the elements of this I wouldn't really be a fan of. Um, I, I don't really know if the the production hinders or helps this kind of thing because on one side it's very underground, you know, and like all these sort of underground demo bands want to have production that kind of sounds like this. But by the same token, like <clears throat> I, I don't think it sounds musically very well, very together, you know. It doesn't like it sounds kind of like it's relying on what sounds like very triggered bass drums to kind of keep the whole thing going, you know. Mm. Um, so no, I do I know Shawnee Shawnee Kansas is involved. In the production of it, so he's an excellent um, producer. Um, producer. So and that, like a lot of this thing ends up being down to band's personal yeah. taste, you know. Like this yeah. is, I, I would assume this is exactly the way that the the guys want exactly. this to kind of sound, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't shit on it. I'm really glad that uh, this kind of stuff is still coming out of Ireland because in Europe, Ireland's got a really good name for kind of making this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But like, there's a there's a very big difference between this kind of production and like alters of madness or things where the clarity makes it easier for people who might be into thrash or other sorts of like hardcore and stuff like that to get into the band. Uh, this is very just like kind of wall of noise for me, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah, the underlying guitar was excellent. Um, the vocals were very different. It's a really long track. It's around six minutes long. Six seven minutes, so the there was different stages of, yeah, it is yeah. There was different stages where the vocalist does different things to keep it uh, interesting, mm. mildly. So uh, yeah, uh, Daniel. Yeah, um, I I generally like Costa. I think they're quite good. I love I love their name. I actually think um, I've seen them a few times and I really enjoyed them. This particular track. Um, it wouldn't be my cup of tea, but like it's a bit wild and everything like that. But I think that's what they were, as Joe said, that's what they were going for. Um, and the whole, it's, it's the songs about plagues and it's obviously like a, about a horrific topic. Like, so that's why mm. vocals kind of match the, the, the theme of the, of the song. And I think a lot of black metal fans really like that across Ireland because um, there's kind of elements in it that weren't, very black metal. There was some riffs in there that I yeah, thought. Yeah, you could find that the, the underlying riff was there yeah, right through, which is kind of cool. sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a theme. I think every black metal band has to have a song about plagues. It seems to be a thing. <laughs> um, and loads yeah, of blast beats. Yeah, I think Jack would be the man now to have a chat with about this. I think he'd really enjoy this. Now, look, give a chance now to Evan. Evan has been schooled in black metal now. We'll see how far he's progressed. <laughs> Evan, what Ain't do you no think? schooling that boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I, like, I thought I wasn't going to like this at all. I will say vocals weren't um, my thing, but I really did like this track. And I'll tell you why. There's something... And it's the chord progression that they have that really reminds me of Hornets um, from there, from up north, I think from Belfast. Belfast, yeah. But like the, like that really reminded me of like, um, like Hornets, the the last album that Hornets did have a lot of that element. So when I was listening to it, it was like, 
this that was a really nice balance for me like i knew it was black metal from the vocals but there was like a really really dirty like um like grimy hardcore kind of mm. vibe to it vocals now weren't my thing but um genuine like the music uh, i actually really liked and i was surprised i would because i'm trying not to just write off <laughs> black metal stuff but i don't know if like the chord progression actually saved it for me because it really reminded me of hornets um yeah i actually really liked it the vocals are like with any of these songs like any kind of black metal thing it's just my taste i don't really like mm-hmm. black metal vocals fucking you know they're harsh they're extreme they match the music you i know? don't yeah, yeah i don't care like whatever but um i think i actually think it sounds great when i, I like i've heard of the band and i think i was convinced that they were like almost like viking kind of metal so when i went to click on it i was like fuck sake but then it started and i was mm. like oh this is really grimy and dirty like yeah i think you're spot on as well joe Ireland has a good reputation with this type of stuff there's yeah. very invictus sound to it i couldn't agree more on that like, i think a lot yeah. of it is kind of it's sort of nearly made for export uh, export uh not necessarily the people in ireland won't, won't dig it but it's just i know that a lot of people in europe look to ireland like, for yeah. this kind of stuff on you know and pagan metal and stuff you know yeah yeah okay Okay, so the fourth track is Old Blue Eyes and the title is The Dog Won't Hurt. I love the title track. (laughs) (laughs) So this is Ian Minnie O'Callaghan of the Much Missed Rockers, Terriers and Dead Punk 4P's Horse. And Ian just said about the track, (laughs) I just picked three songs that I thought would fit into one release and so I just decided I'd put a date in it and bang it out before I lost interest and they fell away (laughs) into a hole in my computer. Uh, you need to put a date on it sometimes. Now, I actually fully agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I fully agree with that. Have you met him before a few times, have you? Yeah, no? yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't know him very well now, but I've met him at gigs and things. Yeah. Okay, we'll give it a listen.
Um, this actually was my favourite track of the lot. <clears throat> I absolutely loved it. Now, Ian would contend that it's not metal, um, and that's probably the heaviest track of the three. Um, but still, I fucking, I really wanted to give him a shout out on the show. So um, I, I, I just, I'm a big fan of Fugazi. So there was that going on as well. Just nice. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Nice, nice melody, great vocals and the guitar as well. It was really good. Um, Joe? Um, yeah, definitely. Like, there are metal elements about it. But for me, yeah. it definitely sounded a lot more like a kind of post-punk in places like there was some Idlewildy stuff in there and uh, just general sort of you know loud bands from <laughs> from the 2000s but yeah that kind of interesting like different a different kind of beat um and strange chord progression so definitely very individual sounding um so was the it's kind of hard to sometimes reach out to audiences like that because you know bands like Fugazi or even Zeke or something like that um, it can be, unless you sound exactly like those bands, it can be hard to get in with their fans. So, mm. but um, definitely to be commended for originality, anyway. You know, I actually, yeah, I actually really get what you're saying there. Yeah. Might necessarily be metal, but I think metal fans will yep. will enjoy this. Put it that way, you know. Uh, I, yeah. I I really really like this. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of Terriers, um, which was Minnie's other band, like their tune clean my bones is I think I listen to that like once a week, but I think this is like, has that terriers element. I think with the chord progression at the start on the bass, like um, when the song kind of starts, there's this lovely like um, ascending uh, bass, bass chord progression. And I think that really reminded me of Terriers and I've, I think I've always said that some of my favourite harsh vocals are minis like some of the stuff he's done with Horse is so vicious but uh, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing the rest of this now um, mm. I saw the pictures that he did with um, that are in the is it the Echoes? I can't remember yeah, what it was on the Echo yeah, yeah. Mike McCray but it's, it's from what I know Mini it's the most like him thing that I've fucking seen where it's like you know, take the music seriously, but don't take yourself like sitting on a, I think he's like sitting like in a woods, just like this kind of thing. And I'm like, just adds, adds to the music uh, for me, but I really, really, really uh, like this. I hope he does this live like fucking hell. Oh uh, yeah. Man, that, that, that song now. Yeah. He probably wouldn't have me, but I'd fucking without a doubt jump in. I'd play drums on that now. If he'd have me, that it, it's, I, I love it. Like, Live solicitation on air. What about that? Yeah. <laughs> Give me fat cash, man. I may as well throw my Big name fat. in the ring for Megadeth since we're doing that at the same time. <laughs> hey. <dude. laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, he might be listening. Like, do you know? Uh, probably. Yeah. First question he would ask is, "Do you have a Zoom account?" And be like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <I> don't. <laughs> no. Richie does, though, thank God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Daniel, did you enjoy it? Um, yeah, it was, it, it's definitely original. Um, it wouldn't be something that I'd, I'd listen to, but it would be interesting to see who you put him live with, Do you know, who, what, what bill would you put him on with. Um, mm, that's a good point, actually, yeah. But I, I, could, I could see that song getting a crowd going, all right, um, and people getting into yeah. it and swaying to it kind of thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Be, be interesting to see who who will work well with. As I said, it's the heaviest track of three. Mm. Um, 
it's um he did but, it all uh, himself as well didn't he he did the whole mm. oh yeah yeah but uh yeah i thought it was great i as i said it's my favorite out of the five okay we'll move on to the last track which is requiem from switzerland and it's called mind rape i want to give a big shout out to ralph garcia who Many of you might know or might not know. Probably a lot of bands that were playing Monmouth would have met Ralph. Ralph would have been organising the the stage set up and stuff. And he's a member of Requiem. They're going for 25 years, would you believe? Yeah, they're a constant, reliable underground death metal force. Their new and eight album, Collapse into Chaos, follows... Their very own way of fierce blast beat induced an unapologetic old school death metal. Even though they usually never spend time saying or praising personal thoughts about their own music, Requiem states this time, we're all very pleased with the outcome. Be prepared for a brutal surprise for we definitely consider this album our current pinnacle in the band's history. As always, no compromises were made, no trends, no bullshit. Okay. Let's see if they can back up their words with this. And as I said, it's called Mind Rape.
Evan, we'll go to you. Just stand out about that track is the drumming. It's just absolutely yeah, it, love it. it's unreal. Like I, I really, really like this song. I don't like the vocals. Um, okay. It's that, it's that style of vocal. But um, I, I like musically. I really do like it. I love. I think my favorite part is actually what we just heard, heard there, like with that bell section, with the matched kicks. It's very like um, kind of older Lamb of God uh, kind of thing. But uh, uh, yeah, I think it sounds great. It's just the vocals for me, just that again, personal preference. Mm. Yeah. don't like them at all, but like, very, again, proficient as fuck um, and heavy as balls and just absolutely manky. Like. Yeah, production was great on it as well. Yeah, very much so. Night, like, I, do you know when you really feel bass, when like, I hate really thin mixes? Yeah, it's I'm not, the same, like, yeah. I, I think yeah. that. Um, like there's a lot of low end in that, but it's not kind of like a overtaking thing. I think mix wise, I think the vocals are a bit Loud. too high. I thought the same. In the mix, if maybe I'd like accept them a bit more if they were like balanced a bit more, but they seem to be a bit too high in the mix that it takes away from everything else. But I'm a piece of shit, so no, it's not. It's probably. Um... <laughs> Again, down to the band and the, the form of music they're playing, you know. Danielle? Yeah, I, I would have said the same as um, Evan about the vocals. I thought they needed to be turned down just a tad. But uh, overall, I thought it was a really good performance. Um, I liked all the elements of it. There were some cool riffs. The music itself wouldn't usually be what I'd be into. Um, mm. But I really thought the artwork was super cool. Um, ah, yeah, it was really, okay. really cool. I was, it was To the point it was scary. This big fucking monster. I was, I was like, oh, I see that in my nightmares. Good job, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I actually, yeah, I was thinking about what, what Joe would, no, I was thinking oh, about what Joe would um, think of this tune, actually. Um, cool. Not really yeah. my cup of tea. Um, I thought the bass drums were too overpowered. You know, um, that, like the vocals didn't sound too loud in the mix for me. I thought it was a wee bit, like there was definitely lots of guitar in there and vocals. Um, I thought that the bass kind of suffered from the bass drums and the, just the rest of the kit because it was so, there were some parts in it where I wasn't really sure what the tempo was because the snare was kind of so drowned out by uh, what the kicks were doing and stuff. Um, so you think is that kind of like triggered kicks, like overly triggered? It's probably just uh, like too loud, you know, in the, in the great scheme of things or whatever the, you know, um, whatever the fucking you know, the mix is, um, there was just no room for snare in it. But uh, anyway, apart from that, uh, I watched the video for this on YouTube and the song is about um, people talking shite online or, you know, looking for clicks and stuff online. And it just, I always find it really funny whenever bands are having a knock at this kind of thing and then just you know, going ahead and, and releasing their stuff through that. Like, obviously, now this came out on Massacre Records, so it's a Massacre where, like, right, okay, we're, we don't give a shit what you want to do. We're, we're going to promote it. Whereas yeah. I think that's the difference where a lot of Dara's bands and stuff who are in that kind of vein, um, you know, if, if they don't want to do stuff you know, like videos or whatever, they'll just not, you know. Um, but like, again, these guys have been going for 25 years. There's obviously a huge market for this kind of uh, death metal and stuff. Um, I suppose in a similar vein to like things like the Enfetus or Six Feet Under and that. But um Definitely not yeah. my cup of tea, anyway. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> not really. But you're, like, you know, that's a, it's not. 
it's like there's no point in being all like, yeah, I thought that was good when I didn't, and it's not as if like I have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is also the first time ever that I haven't like shat on something. Yeah, but like I, I think this is a good thing about doing these kind of things is like it's to sort of have an honest go. But I don't think that the people who made this music are hanging on our very word, especially if they've been around for 25 years, they're not going to give a shit if some dude in a pizza thrash band likes yeah. their music or not, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ralph now is officially an Irishman and he's living down in North Cork, man. So, shout out to Ralph, man. Great dude. Yup, yup. Okay, so that's it. I mean... Good night. <laughs> there's like four bands there from Ireland and they all impressed a great, us. A great sign as well, man, um, for... Like, if you look at the, that general yeah, trend over the last few months, that every time we've done this, there's been three or four new bands every month from Ireland bringing stuff out. Mm. That's great, like, you know? Yeah. yeah, Because it means eventually, yeah. over yeah. the next 10, 10 years or something, there'll be a couple of those bands that are going to catch on in a very massive way, you know? Yeah. I hope so, anyway. Yeah, or at least we can see him live to some degree. So, we're moving on. Joe has changed okay. into this lovely Gamma Bomb t-shirt. Intermission. <laughs> Which looks like a snake holding or biting into no, a penis a or a, it's a giant stick of dynamite. Oh, a stick of dynamite. We're trying to decide what's the most dangerous thing in the world, and it was snakes slithering towards you with dynamite in their mouths. So. <laughs> tell you the level of intelligence that's going on in our band. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh my god, that's brilliant. I love it. Like. <laughs> On so many levels. Okay, the topic. Evan, do you want to tell people about the topic um, of the uh, forums? So, so this week, uh, we're going to talk about um, bands, like older bands that have kind of, I wouldn't say disappeared, but like back in the day, kind of like almost a where are they now? Hmm. What's the fucking crack kind of thing? Uh, yeah. What bands from years ago do you remember? Um this, I feel like, will be a seven-parter. But well, we were only supposed to pick one each, Evan. Do you not remember? Yeah, I didn't. But uh, sure, look, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it kind of just, uh, it spawned from me acknowledging the past. Uh, band, heavy metal bands, Irish metal bands from the past that have gone to the trouble of an expense of releasing some some fantastic albums that just get swallowed up by time and we're here now to give a shout out to some to of them shit on all of them like <laughs> or shitting them whatever but no. um, every tuesday on the metal cell i'll be posting um an album and just a few small details about the band and maybe it can get some band members talking and who knows where yeah, it might absolutely. end up yeah yeah mm -hmm. absolutely okay so what have you got for us man well, the first one that I'm going to go with is uh, Mike Got Spiked. Ah, class. Okay. Oh, you see? Yeah. Mike Got Spiked, uh, being a man from Kilkenny, uh, their album, KV Emptor, was... And, like, I, it, that album, you can find it on SoundCloud now, and it's phenomenal. They, they used to play Kilkenny, and those gigs were crazy good. Like so, so, so good. I think they. That was like. I Is think that Ben's band? No, 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 no. Who no. are this, they? Tell who are they? Who's in um, it? Oh, I'm to, there's Colin was in the band. Um, can't remember all their names, but okay. 
I I would have known him from years ago now. But basically, what, what kind of music? Honestly, man, it's like ska. Some things are like metal. Some things okay. are like they're really for an Irish band. Like I, there has been nobody that sounds like them since. Mm-hmm. And if anyone wants to put someone onto me that isn't shit that sounds like them, please do. <laughs> But they had such a unique sound. Um, like, I believe kind of this, like, I've had this conversation with people for so long. I feel like what happened to them was they were around during, like, you know, they were, had MySpace down to a fucking T, okay? And then they went over to the States and were, like, constantly touring. Oh, okay constantly touring like I think their drummer their drummer still lives over there now and I believe the singer is, is he still there or is he in somewhere else but two of them two, two of them are over there and um, it was like they had MySpace down to a T but they were a band that I feel like didn't utilize Facebook when it came out because Facebook was so new and everything and mm. like even trying to find them on Facebook and stuff now there's not much and MySpace is gone but like they what period of time if I think like maybe 2003 I feel like the album came out and then they went over to the States they toured for a few years maybe like 2009 they broke up I'm actually not in Turkey okay, that's fine yeah yeah we, we can people will come into the show and, and leave yeah, comments and hopefully and I, I, I really feel like there's going to be a lot of people that will just like all of a sudden be like I haven't thought of Mike Got Spiked in years and if you search Mike Got Spiked like KV Emptor uh, onto into Google like or have SoundCloud after you'll find the full album there on it still stands up for me like even it's not I'm not listening to it with like rose tinted glasses kind of thing. It really, really is fucking sick. What format? For what it came out? Was it on CD, oh, had, tape, yeah, was, or a no, physical was, copy? No? Yeah, a physical copy on okay. CD. And I remember the cover was like a mannequin, I think. I have it. It's back in my parents' house now. Okay. But uh, that band were like, when they, whenever they came to Kilkenny, was massive deal. And they were for um, all ages gigs as well. So it's kind of showing you like how long ago it was because there, there, there is none. They were, it was before. I think it was like before even really the blast beat thing. I'm not sure they did much uh, blast beat thing, but it was gig smart. I think that they had uh, a lot of backing from and bands like uh, September Sun, another one of my favorite bands of all time that no one seems to remember. I think actually the singer in September Sun is your man from All Twins. Do you remember them? No. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll go on for fucking hours about this stuff. Like, but... <laughs> um, so, Michael Spite, where do you think many of the, are, where are they from? Any of the members from? They're from, they're from Dublin, yeah. Oh, they're they, Dublin bands, okay. They also did... The speezing of the track down then. Oh, yeah, no, like, as in, you know, even Facebook friends or whatever, I'd, yeah. I'd have, and it, it does come up every so often. I believe they released one song for a friend in the States, not too long ago, within the last year, who died, and they wrote like this song about him, hmm. but it was almost like a cowboy song. Like this, the, the thing with Mike got spiked is there was no it's genre. a great name, actually. Tomorrow, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. But what I loved about them, it was like like this. The newest song they have is like like a campfire cowboy song kind of thing. But that's it's not. Um, and they're kind of a Magna Pina vibe about them. 
Uh, or are they heavier? They they would be heavier, but they'd also be softer. Do you know, yeah. like, like I they have a okay. song like, you know, at that time, the seventh song on the album was acoustic, but they had a song called Whiskey for Me Tay. And I still fucking sing that to myself. They're, they're so fucking good. Lyrically, like uh, the actual uh, harsh vocals as well are phenomenal. It's I re- like if anyone hasn't heard Mike Got Spiked, please check them out. Like I think they have one like from the album. I only think a version got a, a video. But listen, like the toothpaste song, like it's ska and then super heavy um groovy kind of stuff and it's it's because I, I i listen to it every so often now uh myself and brian like when we're hammered we'll we'll put on my gut spiked and it still stands up you know it still mm. holds up that's and i think that's the amazing thing because you can look at things being like oh i remember that was class and you listen back to it now and you're like oh. but no it's it's amazing if any if anyone does anything tonight listen to Mike got spiked Ooh, so he's pushing hard for everybody to listen to Mike got spiked. Daniel, yeah. can you compete with that? So um, I went with Five Will Die um, as my ah, band. Yeah. So um, it's a really tragic story, really. There was five in the band and they all died. And Joe, yeah. what do you have? That's how it's old, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so basically the reason I picked them was um, they played at the first Siege I was ever at. And I actually bought, they were the first Irish band I ever bought merch for. So oh, I have them their nice. CDs at home when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, Cork City Band, there are two albums there, Slung From a Tree, which I think the Nimerick Band got yeah. their name from. Absolutely. Um, Isn't that yeah. class though? Like that a... Uh, an Irish band got a name off an Irish band's song. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that is cool. And 2011, then, they released uh, Worth and Soul. Um, I think they had another EP after that, or maybe it was just one song after that. Um, I think they played a few gigs over in the UK, that kind of thing. They seem to have been quite big at the time there. Doom Sludge, which is probably yeah. why I like them so much, because Doom and Sludge weren't at the forefront back then. No. And mm. I heard them and I was like, oh my God, but I probably hadn't heard much tune and such at that age. I was, what, just 18? Um, you hadn't started smoking weed yet at all? Like... Mm, no. <laughs> Moving on. My mother was going to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, she didn't. Evan, anyway. stop, stop insinuating. Um, but yeah, they did their farewell gig then in Bradley's in Cork City. But um, you saw them supporting Macedon, surely. Five will die. Yeah. What they did, what? Are you shitting me? You missed them supporting Macedon. I didn't when know was that. that was that in Cork? Of course it was, yeah. Oh, I seen them in Cork. You were drinking cans <laughs> down by the fucking River Lee and smoking fucking hey, her Rollies. No. I'm sorry, Rollies. And, yeah, yeah. and staggered in and missed Five will die supporting Macedon. No, if they, play, if they play in the Savoy, I drove down from Limerick to see... Macedon. I wasn't drinking. I went by myself. You didn't drive back, it's a... No, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> was, what year was that, Richie, though? Was that uh, the year that they played with... That um, was probably before my time. You're asking the wrong dude here. Yeah, was, I think it was the first time Macedon played this fight. Yeah, no. They played twice, been, didn't they? I seen them the second time. Yeah, well, it was um, maybe the first time then. Yeah. 
yeah, I seen the second time, didn't see the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I played the last gig in Bradley's, and I don't know what it's about. It was on Barrack Street. Yeah, yeah, right. it's, yeah, yeah, that's that's did well. Con work there, didn't they? Con died as a barman, oh. I think so. Well, there used to be a lot of gigs in Bradley's. I think when I moved to Cork, um, there was a lot of gigs on was there. Was that a tiny pub, pub, wasn't it? Yeah, on a small yeah. one on, on Barrack Street. Yeah, like that was Con was a barman in there, as far as I know, of course, yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, three of the lads anyway went on, as you know, to form Parthenon. And uh, yeah. yeah. We're one of our favourite bands, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Howard, Excellent. probably one of the biggest and soundest fucking legends ever, like. 100%. Yeah, yeah that's a great shout long, out. It took me way too long to figure out his first name was Daniel and that his first name wasn't Howard. But sure, that's Howard fit. Yeah. Mm. That's Daniel for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Danielle for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you any of their stuff, Daniel? Did you say you have any physical copies of their stuff? I do. I have um, Worth and Soul on CD, but it's at home my parents got. Okay. Um, it was in my car for ages when I was younger. Huh. Um, and I actually went back. You can find all their stuff in Bandcamp. Right. Um, and yeah, the stuff really holds up. I was like, this is, I can, I can see how this kind of was a gateway. Because I wouldn't have listened to Mastodon when I was 18 either. Yeah. It was a good few. I didn't start listening to Mastodon maybe about five or six years ago and as yeah, you yeah. said they were playing Sludge and Doom when it wasn't really the uh, main it's crazy to think that in Ireland now like flavour yeah it's fucking it's the sound of Ireland really at a lot of times oh Jesus no 100% yeah, 100%, yeah, 100% yeah. Joe oh. um, let's talk about mass extinction from Dublin I know you Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Another band that I'm pretty sure used to play Kilkenny yeah. every so often. Like, it's like, I actually never listened, but I can see Mass Extinction on <laughs> posters. You, you can mean? see the, the, the unique the, logo. The font, like, yeah, 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 the, the font. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, all logos have to be pointy with yeah. broken oh, pointy bits pointing inwards yeah. and etc. Yeah. <laughs> so like, they were a thrash band from Dublin uh, from like... 2002 until about 2009 or 10 and um yeah there were just like like obviously they weren't reinventing the wheel but they were really um they're like another Irish thrash band from about 20 years before that called moral crusade who were really popular in uh, dublin they brought out an album and it was kind of um, similar to mass extinction sort of violence uh, type thrash you know so it wasn't yeah. it wasn't overly um metallica fight and that was the big thing when we were growing up was that most of the bands that you heard of were you know either imitations of current metallica i.e reload and that kind of thing or you know oh, 80s metallica yeah, yeah. and stuff so it was really amazing um finding those guys and um gambom had been about for about four or five years and only playing with punk bands so we used to play with like gbh or like you know etc etc the dead boys whoever was coming through town and Mass Extinction were the first thrash band we ever played with. So there were... Um, and how many was in the band, Joe? Uh, there was five of them. So uh, Tom was the singer, who was great. And like, again, like he like he sang for death metal bands and stuff, but he was just one of those really cool, aggressive... Um, and you know, the weird thing about him was his stage persona was like a really aggro Dublin guy. You know, like I'm sure you've seen Cold War. Do you remember what they were kind of like? There was a lot of oh, yeah. that vibe. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. He's in Senu now. Is is yeah. is his thing? I I can't remember his name. Yeah, Tattoos. Exactly. But yeah. um, 
their class. So yeah, like but like Tom was a very a unassuming censor. guy. Sorry, censor. Um, censor unassuming yeah, guy yeah. off stage. He was very uh, softly spoken and stuff. And um, that's where we actually got our bass player. Our our, our, our bass player. I'm the bass player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's where I was actually born. Actually yeah. I'm not editing that out, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, no fucking way. Yeah, it's our, our, we our, slip uh, up. our drummer Paul, uh, the bass player in Mass Extinction, was his brother, so that's how we got him into the band. But they, as you were saying, Ev, like they were one of the first bands around that era, same kind of time as Cyclefly and some other bands like that, who could go yeah, around yeah, to yeah. satellite towns around oh. Ireland and pull mm. decent crowds. Mm. Like I remember playing with them in yeah, Sligo yeah, yeah. and stuff in 2005 and like there would be hundreds of people there. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. Like... I mean, what about physical releases, Joe? Yeah, so they did two demos. They did one called Dublin Bay Area Thrash and then they did another one a couple of years later. Um, but yeah, like I, again, the weird thing is, I'm sure Evan and Danielle used to probably say the same thing, when it, at that stage, um, no one—if you had seven-inch vinyls, no one would have bought them. You know, like uh, some of my, no, my friends no, in bands did vinyls, no, and they used no. to give them to you, and you'd be like, <clears throat> "I had vinyl at home, but it didn't." You know, it just—it didn't sort of click. So it was all just CD, CDs, CDRs, yeah. that kind of thing. Like you know, CD, yeah, CDs. Absolutely, that's the the heyday. It's the same with Mike got Spike. Like the heyday of everyone releases like CDs, which people. Still yeah. do like, and it did seem it seemed like a big, they are big definitely a, a, a dying breed. The CDs, yeah. I'm amazed yeah. that uh, as a Dublin band, they actually didn't progress to release an EP or something like Jesus. Like, well, they kind of did. Like their second demo, Creations Undoing, was an EP of sorts, um, and they had interest in Metal Blade, and you know, uh, they supported uh, Lamb of God and Irish Tour and a couple of other things. Wow! Um, wow! Fuck it. But like there was, they had a bit of a uh, reluctance to kind of come over and do gigs in England and just et cetera, et cetera. You know, we mm. like we wanted them to come over and tour with us whenever all that sort of stuff was happening for us around two thousand and seven, eight. But uh, they didn't really want to do it. And yeah, you know, yeah. what, at the end of the day, all these things come down to life circumstances. I'm sure one of them had a kid, or there was some reason why they couldn't just f mm. off. And but um, and that was uh, that was why Metal Blade passed on them, like because Alan was rapping for Metal Blade at the time, Alan from Primordial. And they said basically that the band weren't active enough, you know, the, the label would want, they wanted a band yeah, who yeah, were yeah. willing to go out and, you know, do leg work on their own and stuff. And at the time, like, yeah. it, like they were a much, it. much better band than Gambom. You know, they were really, really together musically and would have appealed to a big, broader fan base. But the reason why we kind of, you know, went, went to make a couple albums and stuff and they didn't was just because they were hanging about but again just an amazing amazing band and I'm still mates with the guys in them and every so often they'll say yeah we wrote a new song last month called Chainsaw Bayonet it's about a, having a chainsaw with a load of bayonets on it and you're like okay <laughs> perfect yeah. fingers crossed am I, am I wrong now I might be getting mixed up here but was did the guitarist in that band have dreadlocks no that no. was John was it not from Slave Zero who's now in Gamma no, no, well, you're not, you're not your John. No, no, I know John had him as well. I, I think I'm getting mixed up with, he's in Thoughts of Ruin. I thought he was, because I know, I think, did Thoughts of Ruin play with Mass Extinction a few times? Pro- probably it did. Probably did. Back in the, in the golden yeah, days of the Voodoo time. Lounge, like when the Voodoo Lounge used to have like a pizza place in the front of it, and you're just like, it's the best place I've ever been Yeah, to. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Richie, okay, what's, a, what's your suggestion then, Richie? Hit us with a... Yeah. Do you remember you too? <laughs> 
They were class. <laughs> this is what 50 fucking years get you. And you turned fucking 31, like. Yeah, yeah, fair play to me. I look fucking... Yeah, I went I with a trash metal band from Cork called Judgment. Don't know them. Silence. Nobody knows of them. So Judgments no. were formed in around 1987. Uh, so Steve was on bass, Anthony was on guitar, Colin was on guitar, and Aidan was on drums. Again, they weren't too far away from the likes of a trophy violence, that side of things. Uh, they played all over Ireland, really. They've, they've got two releases. One was called Chemical Amusement Park, and the other one was Perfect Murder EP, Amazing. which was 1991. And that is fucking class, man. It's still sounds and are, great. Those, are those on the Irish Metal Archive then, man? Yes, or? correct. Because I suppose that's something we should talk about. That Like all the bands that we've probably talked about yeah, uh, so far tonight, yeah, like yeah, most yeah, of their yeah. stuff which is... Yeah. yeah, which is fantastic. And it is, it's really invaluable. It's still, like, you know? still working, crucially, yeah. you know. The thing that they did with all the cats was fucking excellent. Uh, that was like I've never well, seen. That was it. That was metal archive, wasn't it? Oh, it's so um, funny. Irish. Yeah, metal yeah, archive. Irish yeah, metal yeah, archive. Yeah, That's uh, John yeah, O'Brien. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Irish yeah, metal archive. So shout out to John. He's vital, basically, for the historic uh, heavy metal scene back in the day with Irish bands. Yeah, so, yeah. so Judgment, certainly, Joe. If you if you want to check them out, they're all there. You can you'll click on a link. It'll bring you onto SoundCloud. Ooh. And the Perfect Murder EP was brilliant, really well produced. Um, they were, as I said, Cork is fairly small, as you know. So back in the day when a trash yep. band as good as Judgment were there, they were playing the likes of Nancy Spain's and it was fucking jammed. Jammed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Did they end up doing many shows outside of Cork? Did yeah, they toured around Ireland a lot, but I don't think they got as far as England. Uh, there's a great, yeah. there's a great YouTube video of him in Nancy Spain's actually, and just it's just mayhem. But I mean, um, just yeah. as a young guy going to that '91, so it would have been 20. Yeah, there was a lot of younger kids than me there as well, just flinging themselves off the stage. Uh, but they definitely were really, really talented, really great musicians, and that fizzled out, and then they became Mr. NSF, which was kind of a funk kind of fate no more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the ill-fated early nineties kind of mind funk yeah, explosion yeah, of bands. Yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 punk absolutely. Metal. Punk metal. That's it. Yeah. But um, I kind of lost interest in after that. At the time, the excitement they created and the fan base they had was just something else. There was another Cork band as well called uh, Chemical, which sprouted up as well. And there's some great. Is that C H M I hyphen K I L L now? K for. Okay. Yeah, chemical. It's one of the other always, isn't it? Judgment had a brilliant track as well called Magic Mushrooms. You really need to listen to that Love track. Them. It's fucking class, man. Pure car Both The minute you hear the song, you just die laughing. But I'm going to shout out to Val Warren, Alan Butt, Tyg Sheehan, Ted Jordan, Tony Boyle, Phil Lines, who did all the artwork for Judgment and Chemical, talented dude. Pat Clancy and Mark Morrissey as well. So they were yeah. all at Legends. Yeah, fair play to them. Like. Evan, um, have you more to add to that? I definitely do. There was a band now, I'm hoping some people remember these. Um, does anyone remember Acid Tone? Of course, yeah. 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 Acid yeah. Tone. Funny, they were, on, they were on my list of bands. Yeah, there we go. Because Acid Tone were like, like if you like Rage Against the Machine, there you go. But the thing, yep, the was, the thing was... These guys were kids. They played Download, 
they had a song on Need for Speed, I believe, or some PlayStation game. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was Need for Speed. But sounds familiar. It came up on another podcast. podcast. It, it, yeah, it, it definitely could have done. But they were like, a, mm. like for how young they were, it was incredible how how kind of far that they got. They were like. I think they were very. Well, there's a there's, there's, there's a bit of a it's not a secret behind this, but um, what the crack was was they were from Downpatrick, yeah. and Mark, who's the bass player for Ash, used to manage them. So oh, did. really? So yeah, and there, there, some of the guys in the band's parents had previously been in the music industry in the eighties and stuff, and worked for like live nation yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that so see this is why Joe's on well. the show man <laughs> fucking hell information but yeah so that was that was the deal with acetone um, as I've said they were they were really really they great really and good, there, was yeah, a, yeah. there was a huge thing see at that stage in Ireland it was like you're never going to get to go and see fucking Rage Against the Machine if you live in Lister and Varna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about a uh, naughty version <laughs> yeah, of that? Yeah. You know? Like they were... And it was the same with every band. Like there was a band that I used to love, uh, I'll talk about them later, called Hexed from Belfast. Oh, and they Hex. were like, if you like death. Oh, my and they just sounded Hex. exactly like, you know, individual thought patterns, yeah, yeah. but from Belfast. Absolutely. Like I think the thing... But I think uh, as you, you were talking about uh, Acetone Man, I think the deal was, was that because they were so well connected and they'd done download and a bunch of different things they weren't necessarily uh, prepared to sign a small deal with a small label yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that they were like trying to fish for a major label deal I know this um, started another band after and I was listening to listening to them uh, a while again, ago again hold on a second now is there physical copies for stuff there w- yeah they, I, I think they had like a um, like an album or EP. Yeah, there was something anyway. But like, if you search uh, Acid Tone, like Acid Tone One Band, um, into YouTube, like, I'm sure, like, they will. It'll definitely come up. And it is like, it's a complete carbon copy of Rage Against the Machine, but it's like and they're teenagers. You're oh, saying? Yeah? I think the oldest is like 16, maybe 17. That's interesting oh, now if um, anybody gets in contact with the show and, and maybe band members of Acetone. Should, what, what age would they be now? Like they're the, in their 20s, late 20s, 30s? 30s. Late hmm. 20s. I've never early heard 30s. been truthful. But they um, were... This would have been kind of like... This would have been 2004, yeah, 2003. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. They were yeah, one of those you know. like um, blast beat bands as well. Do you know, like they... I think they had backing from that uh, fucking cunt um, Robert Stevenson was that his name do not edit that out he's a fucking cunt but uh, Jesus yeah Christ. I think that was like, was that the Coca-Cola, yeah, yeah, the Coca-Cola blast, Cola, beat. The blast beat thing like I think they had they were like a really <sighs> kind of high easy. up um, band on that and I remember I know they used to play um, Cork a few times like there's a video of them playing the Krushkeen that was before um I ever got to Cork now, but I'm. I, what was I the breakdown of the band? Was it a four piece, actually, five piece, or what? Can you? Uh, I'm not entirely sure why. Four yeah. piece. I seem to remember it was a uh, bass, drums, guitar, okay. like, like Rage, like pretty, like pretty much exactly like Rage, yeah. you know. And like stylistically, it was it was like rapping and stuff. I suppose the thing you'd say about that kind of thing is like again talking about you know mass extinction, the band who had gone and done satellite towns around the country and cities, you know, acetone 
like they played in my the place across the town from us here many many times you know and they'd obviously be so they must have been going to every single place in the country you know mm. and really really beating the drum so as much as like we kind of think back on some of these bands you know like god how did they not make it i think a lot of these bands probably were putting in like 50 weeks of work of course, a year yeah, absolutely. On, on going for it but you i mean know? like I, I guess it comes down to like your level of what you think um success is because i feel like if if you're not even allowed to drink and you have a song on Need for Speed. Like, there, <laughs> there's lads now that, like, will never get that. Do you know what I mean? Like, they played Download. Um, I believe there's, like, an interview with them, like, a, not a video one now, um, but of them talking about it just being, like, yeah, like, their parents have to come over with them for all the, for all the gigs, you know. They need parental guidance and they're doing things that yep. same way man like this is the crazy thing same way as like God Alone at the very start were like do you know I believe yeah. when they played Mammoth Fest I believe there was one of their parents or something anyway but like I know a lot of their parents are really into music anyway like they're you know like yeah. Crow Black Chicken and stuff but you know it's crazy to ju- to think that like if you're on that level that early you know what it probably is, man? It's, you know, whenever you're 16 or whatever, you know, very young like that, you know, you can have someone who's your best friend and you hang about with for a few years and then just the older you get, kind of things can change, you know, and mm. it's sort of, a lot of bands end up breaking up. It's not because, you know, lack of success or lack of opportunities. It's it can just be because different priorities they're then. not mates yeah. anymore, you know, or like the, the thrill of doing whatever it is they're doing is not enough to make them, Oh, um, I, I yeah, couldn't um, agree more. Like that, that definitely does does happen. I don't know what happened. I can't remember the name of the new band, but it won't be hard to find. But I, like, I don't remember. I don't. I remember a small bit of the newer version of the band, but there wasn't really, from what I know anyway, there wasn't much like of a push, and then it just seemed to disappear. I don't know if any of them are playing in bands. I don't know if, like, yeah. Uh, what, what they're doing but Man. they were so fucking talented um, forgotten Irish bands first. I hear about Hex Dev, Hex Dev. <laughs> I remember Hex is it so, Hex or Tex Hex Hex, Hex. Hex yeah tell me yeah. about Hex so Hex were just like they were like a Hex. band from Belfast in the late uh, late 90s early 2000s uh, death metal band who were extremely death-ish to our young years and stuff and again it was one of those things that like whenever you were very young going to see bands like that in the Rosetta same kind of thing as Ev was saying like at All Dares or you know whatever was kind a of huge thing back then as well like All Dares yeah, yeah yeah like and like I think like it just it did fall off just because people you know people of nowadays older don't have as much uh, charity for going to venues at six o'clock to go and see the opening mm. bands they're like I just got out of work I don't yeah. want to do that but anyway um yeah, Hex were a death metal band from Belfast and uh, yeah, very, very death-ish. Like, um, and as young guys, we were just amazed at how some a band this local could be this technically proficient. Um, okay. Were they four-piece, five-piece, three-piece? Yeah, they were, uh, they were four-piece. So they were, so um, their lead singer and lead guitar player, Kieran Tracy, was the guy who ran Metal Ireland. Um, and so... He was on the first uh, first two or three demos that they did, and then they made one or two after he left and kind of slowed down. And then sort of, I don't even know if they're officially broken up, but 
<laughs> I suppose if a demo band doesn't have a release out in eight years, yeah, they yeah, are. You're, gonna, you're gonna like it's okay to presume something. Yeah. Like, does anyone remember? Um, yeah. Well, one of my favorite bands of all time is uh, another fucking Belfast Norrie band, Two Glass Eyes. Yeah, no. you were plugging oh. them. I was thinking, were you taking the piss out of us when um, I was I was talking to no, Wayne man, and Joe? Because you kept going yeah, Two kept, Glass Eyes. Two they were so fucking good. Oh good. my God. And they recorded an album and it never came out. I remember um, Michael, the guitarist, he sent me, he didn't want to send me the full album, um, but he sent me like, I think it was like four, maybe five tracks of it. Unbelievable, as in like the amount of times that I'm like, I want to start a band that sounds exactly like I want to rip them the fuck off. They're so so good. Like kind of, mm. it's like it's like Curb Dog if they had heavier sections and like oh, cool. yeah, like listen to like just search Two Glass Eyes band. They um they actually had. I remember there was like things of them kind of maybe coming back. They were supposed to support Black Peaks. And I remember, um, I think um, their their original drummer was kind of going to come back, Mark Eason, who's an amazing drummer. But um, he was... What kind of music? Kind of like, was it kind no, of hardcore? No, no, it was like, it was like alternative, Man. but like heavier alternative. Like, I think that like Northern Scene have this... Um, lovely like really heavy riffs but like a really kicking uh chorus like i feel like um like yeah yeah like i feel like people from belfast like uh there's a band foreign wolf as well uh mick but that you you know that that kind of vocal thing where they're it's like they're they have it's that irish thing where like irish people have a natural natural to to voices but i think up up north there's definitely some extra thing that there is yeah, you look at yeah, that. I, I, I think that's what a part of it is, man. It, is that uh, a lot of bands looked up to bands like Therapy and Hell Ash yeah, when yeah. they were growing up? And the thing about Therapy and Ash is like they're not metal bands. Like, I, funny enough, I had a row with Alan from Primordial about this. He was going on about you know how there's no heavy bands from Ireland apart from Thin Lizzy that have ever kind of done very well. And I was like, oh well, you know, Therapy and Ash. He's like, oh, that's indie music, but. You know, no. to us, it wasn't. No. And I think that was the big thing was that as well as being into Slayer or whatever, a lot of people were into those kind of local local bands. And again, that's what, like, we're talking about Hexed, like, as well as, like, having that obvious kind of, um, you know, death influence and being really super technical yeah, and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, there was, like, there was a wee bit of, like, sort of a creep in of that kind of therapy thing where they'd have weird time signatures or different things yeah, going on. Yeah. Um, with, with, a, with a bit of melody, Joe, is it? Uh, well, like not a huge, like not a huge amount, to be honest, man. Like they did, but there was um, a hook there, like two glass eyes. Yeah, well, look, yeah, like they had a, a demo called uh, "Was a Paris the Sacred," and it was like probably a wee bit more, um, probably a wee bit more kind of like uh, accessible and death metally. And then they did another one called "Transgressions." Um, something like that and it was a it was a lot more kind of 
Well, there was a bit more open stuff in it as well. So, and that would have been mm. two thousand and three, two thousand four. Was that around when Deliverance came out? Does anybody yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Deliverance. Yeah. So, and like I think and that Blackwater. was a big thing in mm. you know in metal in terms of uh, bands being influenced either by Metallica or whoever uh, to stuff like you know Deliverance coming out and bands being like, holy shit, yeah. like, you know, because like I don't know if you guys would agree, but like for a long time it seemed that was the crack in Ireland was like if you know, especially in the 80s and 90s, it was like, here's Ireland's answer to X, you yeah. know, instead of like, here's a really in, individual mm-hmm. band. And Danielle, you'd probably agree with this, that like a lot of a lot of the stuff you hear now isn't as easily, um, you couldn't just say, oh, this sounds like X or Y. Yeah. A lot of the new bands now are certainly like... Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of sprinkles you know? of things rather than it being like a direct link of, oh, this is this is exactly yeah. Metallica or... Oh yeah, that's great. It sounds exactly like Slayer, that kind of thing. Um, mm. And I think that was like probably born from you know in provincial towns and stuff like that around the country, where the idea of going to see Guns and Roses or whatever was a dream, yeah. like where you could have a local Guns <laughs> yeah, and Roses. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think funny. as well. Do you know what? Like, and this this often um, comes to my mind. Maybe just because like being from Kilkenny, that isn't like you know that massive. Like we had a great scene. Like. Um, but like when I was playing music, there wasn't like like there like internet wasn't as easily accessible, and this like might sound ridiculous, but it's like people would have like when I was growing up, like you'd listen to fucking anything that you can get your hands on, and I feel back then people were a little bit more lenient on being like having such a mixed um, genre in, in, yeah. in their songs, specifically because it was like, you, did, you didn't have the internet where you can like, okay, I only want to do this and then send 500 kind of songs that sound exactly like what you want to do, where it's like there was so many different bands that you're just like, there's this and this, and you're naturally going to start taking from other influences that I think there was a lot of bands. And I will say Kilkenny specifically, because, like, there was just no one gave a fuck. People were just going to do whatever they wanted to do. There was never any kind of like, oh, I don't know if this will sound like someone could have a super heavy tune and then almost like a fucking like pop tune with heavy parts. And then they could have the next song could be something completely different because it's like that thing of, do you know, when you first start jamming with a band and it's like you're really allowing everyone's influences in. And there's that beautiful like uh, serendipity of kind of like, yeah, cool. Why don't we try this, try this and try this. There was very that, um, I think, back in the day where people just didn't really care. But like back back when Judgment were playing and other bands, like there was probably one or two recording studios in Cork. That was it. And you had to pay a fucking fortune to get in there. So... You know, we'd say early 90s even, like a lot of bands were hamstrung because they had no financial means to get in to do that that album, do that EP. And if they did it, it was still sounded shit and it was on a cassette. That's what they did. Sorry, Daniel, I want to hit that. I was looking back on them as well. I think another thing that has improved an awful lot is the artwork. 
Like you can't have oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a band out now that's got shite artwork that looks like it's drawn by four year olds. It's, a, yeah, it's a, inexcusable yeah, it's an if you do, and, in my opinion. Because you have to have the merch to keep everything going. While I, I, I think that's something that's changed so much for bands. Mm-hmm. Um, bands never, local bands never had no. t-shirts. Back, you know, no, and if they did, they were always like, up. they're always pippy. Yeah. Like any of the bands <laughs> that you were talking about, I can remember. Yeah. Well, maybe apart from Mass Extinction, it was always a case of like, you'd be like, these t-shirts, if they exist, are like woeful. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. What you were saying there, Richie, man, about like recording is that like, like a lot of those bands, like as you said, huge cost to going into a studio for a couple of days and they'd never been in a studio before, you know, whereas like kids nowadays who have laptops, at least you can practice with the metronome and become good at playing in time or get used to doing demos on your own. Whereas I think a lot of those people were just they'd never been in a studio before in their entire life and they were getting... I remember, like, I had loads of mates back in the day, back in 89, 90, and they'd be saying, oh, we're going... There was a studio in the Maradike in Cork. I can't remember the name, but... And I remember friends of mine going in there and they were going, oh, we spent, like, two days in there and we're going, what? Holy shit, two fucking days! How much did that cost you? Yeah. And did you get did you get enough? Oh yeah, but like the drummer fucked up or whatever, and we can't afford to do any more. But look, in in saying that, like I I completely agree with that because there was a band that I was in. I get the band that I was doing like the blast beat things. We went to Port Leash. Um, we did. I think it was like a maybe two days. I, I think it might have been one full day. Of just recording, we got 10 tracks down, right? Got the basic mixes from every, like, you know, we do our overdubs, but like, we've been playing these songs so much in a big, like, studio with ended up with 10 tracks that we're doing an album. Uh, I literally, he gave us one master CD, right? I mm-hmm. went home, like, we all got, we got a lift home, and I was straight onto my fucking Dell computer. I ripped the CD onto my computer and then got uh, like just loads of blank CDs all in the one day, just put those on and then we printed off uh, cover things for it and then trying to stick it down. And I had like on my own, like this fucking assembly line of getting like, you know, putting into like shitty kind of things, just being like, yeah, the most DIY thing that you can do. Mm. There's no real mix on it. There's no real anything. Some songs I'd stand up now like, Two days was just pure extravagance. Like, oh, d- sure. Where the fuck was yeah. I going to sleep? I was like fifteen. Like, I'm like, oh, you're going to Port Leash. I'll sleep. But we were there from like ten o'clock in the morning to like ten o'clock at night, and then ended up getting a, a lift home with a friend. Do you know what I mean? Not knowing what the fuck we're doing, but straight away then I'd be up at one o'clock in the morning just doing it. Mm. Like, I'd have a stack of CDs here that aren't ripped, and it would gradually like go to the ripped ones that'd be like this. And like then we just we just fucking hand them out, being like, there you go, there's an album, there you go, this, this is what we sound like, and it was just like such a, like we listen to so much different types of music that it's all just everything in one, but we're like, yep, yeah, there you go, just fucking hand them out. We had no interest like in not even making money. We just wanted people to hear us. Do you know what I mean? Like we a lot of those bands as well, Joe, you'd understand, man. Like the easiest and the cost efficient way of getting to the fans back then were cassettes because everybody had Walkmans. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So most bands were releasing demos and if they were good enough and they had money, 
they'd release an EP on a cassette. Yeah, and like I think that that was the way. And it's so strange now that like you get people coming up to merch stands asking, "Do you have cassettes?" Bizarre. You know, or so like the world has definitely come full circle like that. Um, Evan, say goodbye for all of us. Fuck off. That's, no, that's I mean, just no. rude. That's just no, no, rude. Uh, no. You get no, it, yeah, no. No. Goodbye uh, again. Like thank, I feel like thank you to everyone that's actually been. Uh, <laughs> love it but no like for the support on the uh, podcast like when they come out it's always nice to get messages with like someone like either message you like yeah I totally agree with that or be like no you're wrong I'm like I love that because it's like okay well that's an hour 40 minutes no into it I presume me. so <laughs> Because you probably, everyone disagrees with you. Like, I'm just fucking, I love, I love how um, <laughs> we just asked Evan to say goodbye yeah. for everybody and he thanks everyone and goes into his deal. It's lovely. It's very sweet. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Like, thank, thanks for watching. <laughs> so you've been listening to the Metal forums. Please hit subscribe. You have so much editing to do in that, Richie. <laughs> and thanks to Joe, Daniel and Evan for, again, a wonderful episode. Cheers, everybody. Adios.